You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to be saved that thou... Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, your people have come together on this day to hear a word that is understandable and useful for them in their life. I beg you, Lord, please don't disappoint them. I ask you to please instruct the words that will be spoken, that they may accomplish your heavenly will and be acceptable to you. Bless us now, Almighty God, with understanding in your holy word. It is in your name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this way. Amen. First and foremost, I have to apologize for all of the fidgeting I was doing up there. I got all of this electronic stuff on and I started to hear beeping coming out of my pocket. So I turned something off that I didn't know I did. So I do apologize for that. A message this morning, hopefully in such a way that it is so understanding that we can carry it with us. I'm going to place a word before you. The word is contrast. What we are going to be speaking about this morning all is focused on this word contrast. And it simply means different. One thing is different from the other. And it has nothing to do with where you are sitting. But what we are going to do in that contrast is show you what is right in the sight of God and that which left the sight of God. That is the contrast. So the first piece that I would like to place before you is word. The word of God. A beautiful, powerful manuscript, if you will, that we have been given and put into our hands. That we can read the word of God every single day. And we can know the story that God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible never answers the question how anything was created. It tells us who created. And in that creation, it tells us what God's divine intention was for each and every one of us. And then the Bible goes on to tell us how His divine intention was for you and I and all people to live within a limited freedom. And then the scripture goes on to share with us that humankind revolted against that limited freedom. And we see scripture then 
put forth how sin became more and more prevalent. And God used water to cleanse it. And then he introduced a covenant with Abraham. And the rest of scripture from Genesis 12 to Revelation 22 tells us the story on God, how God restored us to his eternal presence so that we could experience the divine intentions that he had for us since the beginning of time. The contrast to the word of God is the world. The world does not listen to anything that God has to say. It does not hold the relationship that God has made available to his people in any type of importance. It comes to the conclusion that somehow we are sophisticated enough that we can determine our own future, our own path, by our own actions. So the contrast between the word and the world is obvious. From the word we are given instruction and that is spiritual. We do not have to guess or search what we need to do is make ourselves available to the Word of God. As we are available to the Word of God, then the Holy Spirit can speak to us, guide us, direct us, and lead us. Jesus speaks these words in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 26. The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring into remembrance all that I have said. It is quite clear that God's word through the Holy Spirit instructs us on how we should live our lives. But in contrast to that is not the spirit, but it is carnal. Humankind believes that it has this incredible mental ability that if you give us enough time, we can figure it out and make it right. Then why is it that we're always getting worse? We really make no progress. If you look at the things that God's people struggled with hundreds and thousands of years ago, we're still struggling with the same thing. We just call it by a different name. The contrast between the spiritual and the carnal. God instructs us through his holy word. Whereas the carnal person says, I don't need any instruction. I am the master of my own destiny. I will figure it out. I will make it work. That is a contrast. The next contrast we look at is eternal. Well, through God's word and through the instruction of the Holy Spirit, we are told that it's not going to go really well for us here. But our focus is to be on what is to come. There is the here and now and the there and then. 
And our focus as followers of Jesus Christ is on the there and then, not on the here and now. So our focus is spiritual. We know as followers of Jesus Christ that if the world treated him in such a way that they ridiculed him, mocked him, beat him, rejected him, did not recognize the light in their presence, why are you and I going to be treated any differently? We look for the there and then. All of the promises that God has made for us. Not so in the contrast of that which is of the world, the carnal, and this temporary or temporal life that we live. They do not look for the there and then because they don't believe in the there and then. Much like the Apostle Paul was explaining to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this morning. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Jesus was not raised. So they lose the sight on the there and then. And all they do is they make all of their decisions on what makes me happy now. What do I want to, what cheers me up? What excites me now? Everything is about the here and now. The contrast is incredible between the two. For us, we have the word that instructs us to eternal life. But the ones who do not accept that, the ones that left God's sight, they are the ones that focus on the world what is carnal and what is temporary. This gives us the foundation of contrast that we see this morning in the gospel that Jesus was proclaiming. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. The word of God instructs us through the Holy Spirit to an eternal point. Blessed are you who are poor, not what's in your wallet. That's a capital one thing. It's what's in your heart. When you look out upon the world and you are saddened by the way people are acting and you are distraught by the fact that the question I've heard many times, Michael, why is not the church filled? Our hearts are breaking because we find the incredible treasures that God has given to us. People don't see its value. But blessed are you who are saddened by the condition of the world, the loss of morality, the loss of civility. For yours is the kingdom of God. We're looking to the eternal. When Jesus said, we will be satisfied. When we are in his eternal presence and we were poor here in spirit because we didn't share with the world their excitement. The eternal blessing is for us. The contrast Woe, Jesus says, 
Woe to you who are rich, for you have received what you were to get. Because you are of the world and carnal and only concerned about temporary things, woe to you when sin claims your life. That's one thing I can absolutely tell you. I know what I'm going to die from. I'm going to die from sin. I don't know how sin is going to manifest itself in my life. But sin is going to try to lay claim to me. Just like it's going to try to lay claim to you. But I use the word try for a reason. Because it will lay claim to us. But you see, because we are of the word and of the spirit of eternal things, when the sin lays that claim upon us, our Lord and Savior will be right there and say, you have no claim, for I have forgiven them. Your claim has to be surrendered. But woe to you who are rich, because sin is going to claim their life too however it manifests itself to them. But because they were of the world and carnal and temporal, when sin lays a claim on them, death is going to be allowed to hold the claim because they are not found in Jesus' book of life. Blessed are you who hunger for you shall be filled. Hunger and thirst for righteousness is the words that are used in Matthew's text on the Beatitude. When you are seeking after God's word and he speaks to you, instructs you through the spirit and you hold fast to that truth and faith in you is so abundant that you know the promises of God are going to be made available to you. The contrast is those of you who were well fed, who filled up on the joyous parts of life and moved away from the promises of God, moved away from the relationship with God. Oh, you are going to be hungry. The contrast. Blessed are you who mourn, for you shall laugh. When I have the opportunity sometimes to talk to a non-believer, this is where I usually get to this point with them. I say, okay, all right. I've heard what you've had to say. Now, listen to what I have to say, please. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's say that each of us have a 50% chance. So if you're right, and I'm wrong, if there is no God and there is no eternal life, then when I die, the only thing that I would lose is being kind and nice to people and believing in Almighty God. But you need to be aware of this. 
If I'm right and you're wrong, I would not want to be you. The contrast. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall laugh. As we are persecuted as God's people, as we are caused to suffer trials and tribulations, as we experience things in life, we can tell this from our long prayer lists of people who are being afflicted. Our hope is not in the here and now, but in the there and then. Because God's word clearly tells us and gives us the eternal hope that there will be a new Jerusalem, a new heaven and a new earth. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more pain and suffering. There will be no more sadness. That's when we get to laugh. That's when we get to laugh and say, all of that stuff was Temporary for us, but for you who did not believe it, it's now eternal for you. Because those who laugh now, Jesus goes on to say in today's gospel, you will mourn and you will weep. The contrast is incredible. Jesus goes on to say, Rejoice when you are spoken against and excluded and treated terribly, for this is the same way they treated the prophets. And again, we can see that if you are in the right of God's sight, if he sees you in that sight of righteousness, in your faith invite you into the eternal presence you will celebrate with the prophets who were before you when we're gathered in the eternal kingdom of God all those people who hurled accusations against us you're crazier Jesus freaks you go to church every Sunday for what? The guy says the same thing up front. Blah, blah, blah. Jesus, Jesus. They hurl so many things against us. Jesus tells us to rejoice. But woe to you who are held in high esteem here on earth. Because it will not be so. For that's how they treated the false prophets. There's an incredible contrast that God has put before us today. To be right in the sight of God is to be focused on his word. So the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the eternal truths and we can receive these incredible blessings that Jesus has told us to expect. The other side of that, the contrast to that, is to ignore all of that and say, no, I will follow the world. I will live my life in a carnal way on worldly things and put all my emphasis upon how many toys I can have because that's who wins. And I'll only focus on things that temporarily make me feel good. 
but then we can also know the woe comes after that. The message we have for this day. Listen to the promises of God. Follow them. Is it going to be easy? No one said it was going to be easy. But if you stay the course, the blessing is there. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.